Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Guys, is this working? I think so. Hello. I'm using the fancy lapel mic this morning, so give, give me a little grace. Pray for me. Is that good? <laughs> Becky says we always pray for me. Good. Woo, man, I, I, I think we should hear Natalie talk for about an hour or so. Like, I think she'd give us all the spirit of joy, like, just kind of double our joy levels. You know, she's like that all the time. And one of the greatest, one of the greatest leaders that I've got a chance to work with is Natalie. She is just, I've watched her uh, in front of people, and I've watched her outside, you know, by herself or when the people aren't around, and she is consistently awesome consistently strong encouragement. I am really excited to have her and our kids. Our, our kids come home memorizing scriptures with like, like they know more scriptures than I do now. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, and they're just so cute doing it too. So, um, so hey, good morning. Good morning, you guys. Ah, God told me this morning, he says, Jesse, I said, yes, yes, dad. And he goes, it's going to be a really good book. It's going to be a really good morning. And I was like, well, all right then. Well, let's do it. And so I, uh, I'm really excited. Um, man, uh, quick plug. We're starting this DNA course, um, and, and the idea is that it's going to run again and again for, I don't know, until, until people stop coming. Um, I'm not going to mess with it. Um, and, and the idea is that it's going to be three. No, it's not working. You guys aren't praying very well. (laughs) All right, hold on. So the idea is that um, I have a huge heart that when people come into our community, we do things a little differently. Um, And I want want to train people to be in our community. I want to teach them how to do family the way we do family. Because I like the way we do family. I think the way we do family is pretty amazing. But sometimes people don't know how to become family, know how to, you know, how we do it. And so part of that is teaching them where we came from, who we are, what our core values are. But also teaching people how to consume family, how to consume community. Um, we all know how to, we've been taught how to consume an iPhone because it's in front of us all the time. But a lot of us, we never learned how to do family and church because we didn't need to. You just come in, you receive a message, and you go. There's no requirements to be family. And so here... Um, we do things in such a way that almost require you to learn how to do family. So, um, one of the, so we're, we're, devo- we're committed to that. So to do that, we want to help train people. So it's going to be a class. Um, we'll talk more about it. It's closer. November 4th, right? 5th. Whatever that Sunday is, right after service. Okay. Um, oh, Lord, help me. I tried. I really did. You got, right? I kind of... Hello? Maybe we got to get more like tape, like a piece of duct tape, just like stripes of it down the side. It's like, okay, anyway, but I feel more comfortable with this, so I'm going to go with what I feel comfortable with. Man, okay, so this morning, man, I'm really excited to be here. Um, sometimes I get to lead worship, sometimes I get to, I get to teach. Um, I love, I love sharing, I love teaching, um, mostly because I just love seeing people's lives get transformed and upgraded. And sometimes that happens from a one-on-one thing, but other times I get to do a video on Facebook, and other times I get to talk to you guys. And so, 
I am really excited about this morning. Um, I want to talk about something that's going to transform and upgrade your marriage if you're married. I want to talk, yeah, all the married people, yes, amen. I want to talk about what, this is going to upgrade your relationships. It's going to upgrade your drive home. It's going to, it's going to upgrade your, your careers. Hey, we're about to upgrade your bank accounts. All right, we're, we're going to talk about generosity. We're going to talk about, we're talking about a, a little bit about money, but more about generosity. All right. And we don't talk about this kind of stuff very often because, frankly, there's a lot of stuff in the kingdom that, that we, we feel a huge passion to talk on. But I want to talk about this a little bit. And, you know, it's interesting. God cares a whole lot about your heart, right? For out of your heart, the mouth speaks. So everything has to do with our hearts. If your heart, if, if the heart is, is hurting and broken, what comes out of your mouth? Right? If, if, you're have, if you're offended, if your heart is, is offended and hurt, do you think kind words come out of your mouth towards people? No. In fact, if you ever tried, uh, if you ever tried like having a, if somebody, talking to somebody that you're really hurt by or you're angry with, you're offended by, and, and you, you, you try your hardest to say kind things, but somehow it comes out wrong, it's because your heart's not right. Okay, so out of, really out of everything, the well, your guard your heart, for out of it flows all the issues. It's the wellspring of life, okay? So God cares a lot about our hearts, okay? And God somehow thought it was a good idea to connect our hearts with, um, with, with our money. He says, where your treasure is, there is your heart. It doesn't say where your heart is, there's your treasure, it actually says where, where your treasure is, your heart is. Matthew 6, 19, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves in treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where the thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. And there, here it is. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Everybody says, for where your treasure is, let's say it again. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So just sit on that for a second. This is in the Bible. I, have, I, I, I think about myself and how I've walked this out in my life. And I'm, I am not the, the poster child for generosity. Um, but I, I feel like I've been really growing in this. Like I'm, I might be generous to a lot of people, but I may not be as generous as some. And so I, I still have my heroes of generosity, right? People that make you a little nervous. You're like, they, they keep buying you coffees and you're like, you don't, you can't afford this. And yet they keep buying you a meal or something and you're, you just get a little impacted by their level of generosity. Um, you know, I, have, have you ever, I think about money and generosity and how I have walked this out. And I feel like sometimes we can, we can uh, here's, how, here's how my walk with generosity has been. I get really convicted about generosity, and I'm like, yeah, Lord, you want me to give, I'm going to give you. And then I forget about it, and I come down here, and I, and I don't think about being generous, and I don't think about, you know, offering or tithing, and then and then I get convicted again. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let's go after this thing, this money. that We're not going to let it take a hold of us. And then I come back here and I get afraid again one day. And, and then I get, do you guys ever be like that? That's called roller coaster Christianity. Okay? And some people think that's normal. That is not normal. All right? The standard is, 
The standard is that we are abundant all the time, that we are outside of fear. We have, we have great beliefs about our money. And so I, I try to think, God, why is this? And I feel like sometimes we separate our walk with God and our bank accounts. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after God. I'm going to go to church on a Sunday morning. Um, and, and that my bank account will take care of itself somehow, or my career is separate than my walk with God. And, and what, I've, I get, what kind of convicts my heart is I've separated the two. And I want to I go through here, and I want to talk about how there's no separation in this. That He, he wants all of us. He wants, to, he wants, he cares about your destinies. He cares about your gifts, your skills. He cares about your worship. He cares about your reading the word, your mind, your schooling, your learning. He cares about your pocketbook. He cares about your generosity. He cares about everything. And he wants to bless every area of your life. He doesn't just want to bless your Sunday mornings. He doesn't just want to bless your prayer time. He wants to bless your, your, your driving time. He wants to bless your giving time. And so I, part of my heart today is I want to show us that, that God is richly invested in you being successful financially. Now, I'm not saying that you're supposed to be rich and wealthy, but I think, I think you're supposed to be blessed. And if you, how do you know if you're blessed? You feel blessed. You feel abundant. How many of you guys know when you don't feel abundant? Just raise your hand. How many just know that feeling? Right, right, come on. You just know, I'm not feeling very abundant right now. That's the feeling of God's, of, of you not feeling blessed in your finances. Have, have you guys ever felt afraid to pay a bill? Have you ever felt afraid to give? Have you ever been like walked by a homeless guy or someone in need and you're like, oh, I should give him money, but I only have as a five. And, I, and if I had a one, I'd give it away, but five's too much. Like, if you've ever had that thought, like, that, that's that's not God, right? That's fear of like, there's not enough. And anytime you walk in this thing called, I have not enough, you're, you're stepping outside of God's best for you. I'm telling you, I said before, this will upgrade your marriage, it'll upgrade your, your drive home. Like, the, be, feeling abundant in every area of your life is what we're gonna talk about. I'm not just gonna talk about money. We're talking about abundance, abundant of time, abundant of emotion, abundant of relationships. Man, guys, we should never, if you're, if you're feeling anxious and afraid, it's because you, you're, you're under the world's um, systems. When you're under God's systems, you walk in freedom, you walk in joy, you walk in, in pleasure. Come on, all right. I'm going to preach today. I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Matthew, uh, Matthew 6, 24. If you want to turn there, you can. I'm just going to read it. Matthew 6, 24. It says, no one can serve two masters. Did you hear the kids' church in there? I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I wanna, man, ah, they closed the door on us. Dang it. All right. Now, come on. I want to have dance parties like they have dance parties. <laughs> Natalie. She actually went back in there. That's hilarious. All right. Um, so Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. This is one of those scriptures where it's kind of like, 
You remember that scripture where it says a duplicitous man should expect nothing from God? He's unstable in all his ways and should expect nothing. That, that's one of those scriptures where I'm just like, yikes, a double-minded man. This is one of those scriptures that just stops me, and I'm like, it just got serious. It just got serious. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. I'm not out to convict people's hearts like, I, I, this is, I'm, we're going to get joyful about this. It says, you cannot serve God and mammon. Now, the word mammon here, it's, it's actually, it's, a, um, it's an Aramaic word that basically means riches or trusting in riches. Um, it, it, and, it, and it's the heart, um, it, it's a heart attitude that says, I don't need God, I'm self-sufficient. That's the heart of this, what we're talking about, this idea of mammon. It, it's a spirit of trusting in the money, trust, trusting in the world versus trusting in God. And so, uh, let me see, and it says, you cannot serve God and mammon. It says, either you will, you will hate the one and love the other, or else you'll be loyal to one and despise the other. So we have two different types of spirits here, what we're talking about. We have the spirit of God, and we have the spirit of mammon. Now, Mammon isn't just riches, it's the love of riches. Because we know in First Timothy it says the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Money is not evil, okay? Money's not evil. When I was a Christian um, back in San Diego, I was, I was just, I was going after holiness. I was really young. I was just going after God so hard. And I, you know, we, I'd be worshiping all the time and praying all the time because I was, I didn't have it in my life. And so it was brand new to me. And I remember being at my friend's house and his roommate, who was a pretty spiritual guy at the time, I kind of looked up to him, he had just bought a BMW. And I, and I, you know, I was pretty young in the faith, kind of, and, and I was, I'm looking at this BMW and I said, I'm thinking to myself, God, oh no, he bought a BMW. <laughs> and, and I'm being serious, like I literally thought, how can he be a Christian? I know, laugh with me. It's totally okay. You can laugh. And I remember asking my, my buddy um, that, that bought this, says, you got to help me, brother. Like, I, 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 how can you do this? I think it was used, too. Like, <laughs> but I didn't, I, I didn't know much. And I, and I really, I came from a history, not of poverty. I, you know, probably middle class. I don't know what the class's break-off is. But I, I didn't grow up knowing I had enough. My dad, I always had this family motto is no mun, no, mun, no fun. Okay, no money, no fun. Basically, you get it. Like, if there's no money, we're not going to have any fun. Like, like, that's ridiculous. Right? I mean, like, and I remember, I remember, I, you know, I want this, and I couldn't have it. I want this, and I couldn't have it because we didn't have any money growing up. And I, it had developed this thing in me, this thing of poverty, of not enough. Now, it's not against my parents because I tell my kids they can't have stuff all the time. So I'm sure they were being good parents. But in my heart, as, when I became a Christian, I held on to this belief that without money, we weren't going to have any fun, that there wasn't enough. And so I had this thing of this poverty spirit, okay? And maybe that's, that's part of the spirit of mammon where you're trusting in money to be enough for you. And so I didn't have enough. I didn't feel enough or we didn't have to. Anyway, you get it. So this BMW thing, I'm thinking there's no way this, and I started thinking, oh, God, what would you drive? Ever asked that question? Like, what would you drive? I remember I was, uh, Bill Johnson brought a new car, and it was a really nice car, and, and he needs to say, it says, you know, some, one guy told me, Jeff, Bill, do you really think you deserve that car? And he said, do you think Jesus would drive this car? And he says, well, no, I think, you know, <laughs> 
And he says, well, if, if, I, if I drove what I deserved, I, I'd drive a camel, you know, but, but I, thank God I don't, I don't get what I deserved. I get what he deserves. But I used to think like God would drive a camel, you know, like he would drive this like beat up jalopy because he's humble, right? Listen, I, listen, you, gotta, you just excuse me on my growth. I was a young Christian. And so I've always, I've, every time I encounter great wealth as I was growing up, I, it would kind of stop me and been like, and I, I'd blow circuits. You ever blow circuits? You're like, this doesn't match up with my Christianity. And so I'd walk into a, you know, a really wealthy place and I'd be like, Lord, this can't be Christians. Lord, surely you are not here in this house. <laughs> and God started speaking to me about like the heart of people that it's their heart that he's after. He doesn't care so much about the money. What he's really after, he's after people's hearts. And if they can, if their hearts are for him, he actually wants to use wealth to further the kingdom, to further the gospel. And so I started to realize, and thank God I started to realize this, that people can own BMWs, hallelujah. And so, <laughs> and so I, I, I had to grow a lot in this whole wealth thing, but this has been my background, my process in learning what abundance looks like. And this is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm still after the heart of God. I'm still after God's heart for, for, for true riches. Because if your heart is healthy, then your bank account's healthy. If your heart is healthy, your bank account, your, your, your riches will be healthy. Whether you have two mites or two million mites, Sorry, it's a scriptural verse. We'll read in a second. But if you have a little or a lot, you know, Paul says, I am, I am content in all things, whether I have lack or I have plenty. And that's the heart of generosity. The heart is I am a generous person no matter how much I have on me. If I have nothing to give you, I'll sit down and talk with you because I'm generous. So when you feel, so back, back, to, back, back to this, this, this mammon, this, this spiritual thing of uh, 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 the spirit of God and the spirit of mammon. When financial, how do I know, what, how do you know which one you have? Well, you, you probably have already figured it out, but I'll, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit more. If, when financial issues show up in your life, a bill that you weren't expecting, maybe it's a medical bill you thought was covered, but it wasn't covered. Maybe you, have, maybe you realize you have a lot more taxes to pay than you thought you did. Maybe, maybe you didn't realize certain things and it showed up on your doorstep. If you have extra, extra stress and, and anxiety when these things show up, it's because your heart is trusting in riches. Okay? If, if the holiday season stresses you out because you're going to have to buy presents, it's probably because you have, you're trusting in riches. Okay? If... if, if if you're not getting the oil changed in your car because it costs a little extra money, <laughs> you're trusting in riches. I had to break that one off me. I'm like, take care of your car, Jesse. It will save you. I, I used to, and, and sometimes I used to judge where, how I'm doing in my heart of generosity when something would come and I'm like, oh, cool, I don't mind paying for this. And then I'd recognize there was a correlation to the amount of money in my bank account and how much, and, and the spirit of generosity on my heart. When I had plenty, I felt really generous. And when I didn't have very much, I did not feel very generous. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, we can think we're more generous than we are when we have a $20 bill in our pocket to give away, because we have 30 others somewhere else. But when you're down to your last dollar is when you find out whether you're generous or not. And, and, and some of us, we live like that. And some of us, we have lots of money. And so we never figure out whether we have a heart of generosity. 
But somehow it always comes out somewhere, doesn't it? Because I don't care whether you have a little or a lot. God is after your heart, and so he will reveal what's going on in there. I know he does in mine. And it's like, it's, you know, that he disciplines those he loves. You ever get just kind of convicted by God? You ever get, I get convicted by a lot, a fair amount. And, and it's like, I get convicted. But when he does it, it's his kindness that comes in. And, and it leads us to repentance, to changing the way we think. And so one of the things I hope God's going to do today is he's going to convict us of whatever area of your heart that needs some freedom, Right? Whatever area needs an upgrade in your generosity muscle, and he's going to come in, he's going to convict it with such kindness. Because the promise, the promise of him having total reign over your heart and your bank account is, is that he wants to bless it. We're called to give in the church, and it's hard for me to think that he can do more with my 90% than I can do with my 100 Right? People that don't give, that's what they're saying. They're saying, I can do more with my money, God, than you can do with your money. It convicts my heart sometimes because there's months when I didn't tithe. And that's really what I'm saying is, God, I'm too afraid to give you what's yours. And I'm going to do the best I can with mine. But you see, that, that, that is a bank account that's controlled by the spirit of mammon. And, and what I heard in this message, when I was, I, was, I was preparing for this message, I felt like the Lord wanted to start, he wanted to be put in control of your pocketbook. He wants to be, he wants to be in, he wants to have all of your heart. He doesn't want you to reserve some of your heart for yourself and the way you manage your money. He wants to manage your money. And I, I don't even f feel all that completely qualified to preach this message, but I wanted to preach it because I have a pure heart towards this, and I just want to release this over our community. I have a pastor one time, he's a good friend of mine. He has a team that he leads, and he, and he, he, he personally is financially abundant. He's got an extra job on the side that's just blowing up. Him and his pastor, he's just, him and his wife, they're saving money, they're going on vacations. And his team is, is just, they're, they're a mess financially. Paycheck to paycheck. And God spoke to him and says, and he says, you, you've, you've taught your, you've listened to me and you've, you've taught yourself how to financially be abundant. And so you're living in abundance. But you haven't taught your team how to live in abundance. And that, that impacted me. I'm like, oh my gosh. As leaders, we have a, a, a um, gosh, I mean, we, we get to teach people how to thrive financially. And if you're not thriving financially, if you're in poverty, and some of us are living paycheck to paycheck, meal to meal, then you're not thriving. Well, let me rephrase that. If your heart is thriving, I don't care how you live paycheck to paycheck. But some of us know we're not thriving, and that matters to me. And so I, part of my heart today is, is to, just to open the door for financial, um, not freedom, I don't like that, it's, it's cliche to me, financial abundance. And I want you to abound with your $5 as much as your $5,000. I want you to feel excited about, about what God is doing in your finances. There's a really neat quote, um, it's in the book, The Three Battlefields of the Mind. It says, any area of your life that's not glistening with hope Glistening with hope is under the influence of a lie, of a lie and that, that area is a stronghold of the devil. 
any area of your life that's not glistening with hope is under the influence of a lie. And so, you know, I think, I think I, a lot of times my mind goes to times when I haven't been very hopeful about my financial situation. You guys ever been ho- hopeless about your, it's hopeless. This isn't getting any better. My, my salary's not increasing. So my paycheck, can't, my, my, my pocketbook can't increase. That's trusting in riches. See, hope for our finances says that, God, you're going to lead me into abundance. You're going to increase my wealth. You're going to decrease my bills. You're going to give me opportunities to, to sow into other people so that you can abound in me. And so I'm, we're going to break off hopelessness today, and we're going to enter into a journey of, of, of financial ab- abundance. All right, let me see what else I want to share. I don't want to share a whole lot today. I, I just want to ring the bell and get us moving towards this thing, because I think sometimes we, we get really excited about going after God and worship and prayer and miracles and signs and wonders, but we go home and we can't afford grass-fed beef or something, you know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> grass-fed prime rib. We can do this, God. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Do you get it? Like, I don't really care about money that much, guys. I don't, but I do care about buying really quality food for my family. And I do care about being able to go on vacations, even if they're low, less expensive, but I want to go to Fiji someday. And I've recognized in my life, guys, that I will never get there if I keep trusting in the world to look after my, 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 uh, my abundance. We have to start giving over our, our abundance to God. And so if you've ever wondered, how do I get more money? How do I start? It starts by doing this, shifting your heart, getting that lie out of that hopelessness and start putting your hope that God can do more with your 90, your 80. If you, imagine what would happen if we started testing God in our giving. There was a season where I gave away three cars in three years to different people in my life. I just said, God, I'm so sick and tired of this spirit of poverty in my heart and being afraid to give that we're just gonna go to, we're going for broke. And I just, I gave, I gave a card to my friend, you know, all, and, and then this woman and this person, and it was so life-giving. And you know what? I never missed it. And it was the most fun. I look back, I'm like, I need to get some more cars. <laughs> I'm serious, guys. Like, what, what kind of ministry do you want? Do you want to, I gave, I've given away three guitars now. I've given away two surfboards. Why? Because I kind of want to have more surfboards. And then God says, what you, re- what you sow, you'll reap. And I'm like... I don't know if that's the highest foundation, but that's part of the foundation, right? Whatever you sow, you'll reap. And to the measure that you measure it, it will be measured to you. So you, <laughs> you want to, you, you need a new surfboard? Find a surfboard to give away. All right. Um, thank you, Steve. He doesn't know, but I'm keeping the surfboard he gave me. Um, <laughs> see, see here? I hope you're not. Okay. Yeah. You know, the spirit of mammon says, don't give that, you won't have enough. God says, if you give that fish and loaves, I'll multiply it into thousands. Mammon, uh, <laughs> thank you, Pastor Chris. Mammon says, you don't have enough to make an impact. Just a poor student. God says that if you give a small amount, I will talk about your faithfulness for generations to come. Come on, don't believe me, right? 
Jesus looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. And then he saw this poor widow put in two very small copper coins that even a college student wouldn't have. And truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put more in than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth. Remember that I feel good about giving when I have a lot of money? It's not the Spirit of God. It, it might be, but not necessarily. It's, 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 but she gave out of her poverty and put in all she had to live on. She got it, right? She got it. She saw she saw this guy, Jesus, says, I'm going to invest in that. Listen, where you put your money is where God is going to be able to multiply it. If you sow into God's kingdom, it's his money. When you hold on to it, you sow into that new car or whatever, because, and you're like, well, I guess I don't have enough money this month to tithe or give or offering, whatever you do. And I'm not going to talk about the tithe today, mostly because I want to do a really good job when I do eventually, and I, and, but Honestly, you talk about the tithe, is it Old Testament, New Testament? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus literally told the Pharisees, like, listen, you're, you're giving your spices and your first fruits and your tithe and offering, but you're neglecting the poor. And he says, basically, then he goes on to say, listen, I, I, I wish you would do, I wish you would, you would give and, and, and you sow into righteousness and justice and faithfulness um, without neglecting the latter, without neglecting the first. So he's literally saying still tithe, but, but don't neglect the poor. And so he's not even saying don't tithe and offerings. I'm, like, like I said, I'm not going to talk about the tithe. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not looking to co- coerce anybody. I don't care about that stuff. What I care about is you grabbing a hold of God and never letting go. And, and I, I, I'm not even going to go around and look how we're doing. I'm not going to be there at your doorstep wondering, did you, did you get the message? Are you giving? Are you, are you being abundant? I'm not going to do that because your life will show me. It was not, not even me. Your life will show whether you believe the message of abundance, whether you believe the message that God can do more with your finances than you can. And that's what I'm after. I'm after that for myself. I'm after for each and every one of you, which is why I'm talking about it today. It's a sensitive topic for some, but usually people that it's sensitive for are the ones that are afraid to give, that they're afraid to, to let go of the money. It's not even theirs anyway. And that's me sometimes, guys. Sometimes I get anxious, a bill comes in, I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know if I like, I don't know if I, I can't say that, can I? Sorry. Well, I don't know if I want to own a house anymore. What's this property tax thing? I wasn't, anyway. So this is what I want. I'm going to share one last testimony because it's going to apply to what we're going to do. There's an incredible guy, a great pastor and leader named Robert Morris. He, he leads a church um, called uh, Gateway Church in Texas. And, um, and yes, it's a mega church. So if you don't like mega churches, you can just stop listening now. Um, but apparently God really loves his church and God loves Robert Morris. But he, he, he has a, a, a message he's been cultivating for 30 years called The Blessed Life. And, and so I read his book and I've been li- listening to a lot to him, which has been really, really great for my heart. But he shares his testimony that his church, they had, they had a building, they were, I think they were in a, in, a, in, a, in a theater or something for four years, and they were going after getting a new building. So they had a building fund. And so he called the whole church to give sacrificially. Um, they called it a miracle service, not because they wanted God to multiply the money, but because they, they, they wanted God to do a miracle in people's hearts towards giving. Um, because it's about the heart first. If you just start giving more away, that doesn't help. 
right? It's about your heart. He's after your heart change. He's not after your money. He's after your abundant heart. So anyway, he goes away and he's speaking at a church somewhere and God tells him, um, hey, I want you to give everything. Everything. And he's like, what do you mean? What do you mean everything? He's like, yeah, everything, God. And he's like, really? Like everything? He's like, yeah. So he goes, well, okay, God. Well, I'll talk to my wife. And so he goes home and talks to his wife and he's thinking and he, and he, and he writes, he says, if my wife agrees with me or if she thinks it's a good idea too, I'll know it's God. And so he shares, honey, I think we're supposed to empty out our bank account, our savings account, and our retirement account. Now, I, I don't know how much he had, but I'm guessing it's more than me. Um, you know, having a church, senior pastor four years in, massive church in Texas. And so he, he did this. And his, oh, and his wife goes, well, that sounds exciting. Let's do that. <laughs> By the way, that's probably what Jessica would say if I told that to her. Anyway, and so I'm like, wait a second, what, you gave it all away? Like, honestly, I'll be real, guys. Like, I think about that, and I'd love to say, yes, let's do that, God. I'm not there yet. Like, I need Jesus, okay? Like, I need to spend some time with Jesus on that one. And I'm not saying that's what he's calling everybody to do, because that's not how he works. He's just after you. You're individual. You're personal to him. Within six weeks, within six weeks, God gave it every penny back to him, and then some. Within six weeks. He actually wrote the book in three days. He dictated his book, The Blessed Life, and he gave every dollar of it away to the church. So, didn't even, so he just lives a great life. I, you know, I, like I said, I have my heroes in generosity. He's one of them. And so one of the things that we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do is I'm launching our church. Um, I'm launching our church into a two-week devotional. All right, everybody say, I love devotionals. <laughs> some of us love devotionals, some are like, ooh, I used to have to do that, and it was religious, and, and I felt bad if I didn't do it. Listen, just flush all that stuff. That's just, that's old religious stuff. I, I, I want to call us onto a journey with God, okay? And, and sometimes I need, sometimes we need a little structure. Um, to how many guys, you know, some of it's hard for you to read the Bible, um, without some kind of a lesson or some kind of devotion in front of you, totally. Some of you, you open up like, I don't even know where to turn. Like, I hate this book. And, like, <laughs> and some of you, and some of you, you're like, where are we going today, Jesus? <laughs> Listen, I, I, I've, I've already, at around two o'clock, it's gonna post to our Facebook page and there'll be a couple links. And I wanna encourage every single person in this church, okay? Even if you don't feel called by God, right? If, if, I want you to trust me that this is going to do a really good thing in your heart, okay? We live in Orange County, people. We live in Orange County. It's not inexpensive. You're, you're, I'm always confronted by how much money people have by the Range Rovers that everybody drives. I don't, I don't know why everybody likes Range Rovers. But listen, we've got to be able to have incredible abundance. We need to have something the world doesn't have. And that is that, that money has no hold on us. That money isn't a sensitive topic. That, that we don't cringe and we're not afraid of being abundant givers at Starbucks, at the grocery store, anywhere, at church. So I'm going after this, guys. You can come with me if you want, or you don't have to. I don't control people, which is a beautiful thing. So we're gonna start, this. it's a two-week thing. It's got, you can either, if you like to read it, I'm getting practical here, guys. If you want to read it, there'll be a link up every day on the Facebook Connect page and our home church page. It'll probably be on social media, too, if we can get it there. 
And it'll be a link that you just click on and go there. It'll, and you, once you get the link, you can start reading through each day. Has, it just tackles a different aspect. And it does a really good job, which is one of the reasons why I don't mind using somebody else's revelations about this stuff. Or there's also a link for videos if you just want to watch videos and all that stuff. So that's coming. We're going to launch that tomorrow. The links are out today. And I want to encourage you guys, like, come on this journey with us. I don't know what's possible with a church that's completely given over to God. And I think we can have extravagant worship, and I love worship. Didn't you love my daughter? She was amazing. <laughs> Get the video. And, 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 and I, love, I love prayer, and I love miracles. But listen, if God, if we, if God can't have um, our wallets, and something that, that is everywhere we are, everywhere we go, that, that thing follows us. If we can't have radical freedom in our wallets, whether we have $5 or $5 million, we're gonna be limited by where God can take us. You wanna be successful? Get rid of this thing. You wanna, you wanna, be extra, you wanna, you wanna live your dreams out? You've gotta figure out how to give God everything. All right, so here's what I wanna do as we close here. I'm gonna close your eyes right now. Put your hand on your heart for out of it, is all the issues of life flow. Everything comes from this place right at your heart. And I want you to just ask God, God, speak to me. Speak to me about, about, about this, this, this thing of generosity. And just ask him, God, what would you have me do? What would you have me do, God? Speak to me right now. Would you have me go on this devotion? Would you have me give? Would you have me do nothing? I'm just going to pray over us. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're convicting our hearts to righteousness and right living. Thank you, God, that you are a hilarious giver, that you're a joyful giver, God, that you are a generous God. Lord, I just pray for radical joy to be attached to our generosity. I pray that there would be a, there would be a connection between our joy levels, between our, 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 our excitement about the life we're living right now. I pray that it would be attached to the level that we're willing to go after this generosity thing. I pray that there'd be a, I pray that we would see it, God. I pray that you would show them in their own lives the moment they decide in their hearts to be generous, to the moment that they decide in their hearts to, to break away from the patterns of the world, that God, you would, instantly maybe, instantly within a day, within two days, throughout this week, God, I pray that they would sense it, they'd see it. Wow, I feel different. I wake up different. I go to bed different. I love people differently. God, I pray that there'd be a radical shift and we would see it, God, as we go after this thing that you radically, that you radically care about. Father, you are such a radical, generous person that you gave your, your only begotten son. Thank you for modeling radical generosity, God. Come on. Come on, and all God's people said amen, amen. Come on, let's just, just give them thanks, give them praise right now. God, I thank you for what you're gonna do in our church and our family, God. Come on. Hey, I wanna encourage you guys before I let you go. If you have a, if you have some, a testimony 
that you started shifting what you do, you changed how you manage your money, or you changed how you believed about your money, and something happened, would you email me? Listen, I, I need your testimonies. I want your testimonies. I'm not needy, but I love to hear how our family is growing. It just, it fuels me with, with, with excitement to keep running with you guys. So if you have a testimony, you can put it on, our, um, put, put on one of the links that we put. Um, email me, jesse at presenceoc. I want to hear about God's abundance breaking out in your life. And because if, if you do this, I guarantee, I guarantee you will see something change. It's impossible. It's impossible to give your heart over to God and not see something change. Okay? Impossible. So I want to hear about it. If, you're, if, if, if you think about it, message me. I love you guys. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's get the prayer team up right now. What? We're done. That done. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, um, kind of the prayer team up here. Um, why don't you guys stand for me? I feel like it's, I feel better for everybody standing. I can, I can release this all, yeah. God, I thank you for what you're doing in our community. Can we just pray this right now? Can we pray for our whole family? Just right now, just, just pray for our, our community that we would be a, a radical, generous community. Just pray that right now. Just pray for everybody, everybody that walks through these doors right now. God, that we would have story after story of debt cancellations, of raises in people's uh, uh, at jobs, of people's dreams being fulfilled. Because we're not fearful, generous people. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, amen. Amen, you guys. Good job. Thanks for... Thanks for being here. If you need prayer for anything at all, go ahead and turn to the person to your left or to your right. They probably want to pray for you. If you want to come up here, you can. We have some prayer people. We want to pray with you all. So bless you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.